Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, the podcast about great ideas you'll never do that someone else can do instead. I'm John, and Black Lives Still Matter. I'm Besha, and trans rights are still human rights. Oh, Besha. (laughs) Yes. Okay, the best thing happened. I have, you know, I used to say where you could find me on the internet, and I said my Goodreads. Yes. I... I still log books there, but I don't really write reviews anymore, partly because I only ever look at it on my phone and who wants to write a review on a, on a little touch screen. But I have a really nasty review of a problematic book by a master of science fiction and fantasy. <laughs> and at two o'clock this morning, I finished a book the Night Ocean, which is fiction about H.P. Lovecraft, and it is fascinating. And as I sometimes do, I went in not even to log the book, but to see what other people said about it and what other people's interpretations were. And noticed that I had a notification, went and looked at it. Ah, someone has commented on my review of this famously problematic book. And the first thing I notice is that the person commenting has the same last name as the author, which is not a not a common name. And it was his wife (laughs) arguing that my summary of how I believe the production of this book happened, which is that he wrote a really terrible book and then it took Andrea Dworkin to tell him that rape was a bad thing to write into your book in the way that he did. So he wrote a new version of it that doesn't have rape uh, that is somehow worse and then included a note with the publication of it that said, sorry, just to be clear, rape is bad. Uh, (laughs) Said that my narrative made no more sense than an Inquirer story. And it's like actually rather sweet that I, I checked Wikipedia and they have been married since the year I was born. And she's going around yeah. defending his honor against randos commenting on his book on the internet. And I think that's delightful and something to aspire to. Wow. No kidding. Also, I hope that he read it. It's a terrible book. I don't know why I'm even not saying it, but I, I feel like I should make it a, you know, a blind item. Uh, you know, I mean, do as thou mm-hmm. wilt shall be the whole of the law and at harm none. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I, I sometimes, I, I occasionally wonder if I should feel bad about, as I think that I definitely left a, a Goodreads review for a Peter Watts book that, that out loud questioned whether he had a, like a, a locked room on his property somewhere full of bodies on chains. <laughs> Because, like, I mean, because I've read two of this guy's books, mm-hmm. and the the science fiction ideas in them are interesting, mm-hmm. but the characters are museums of human misery. <laughs> I, I don't remember that at all from Blindsight. All I remember is that there was no real denouement to the whole thing. It was just, anyway. That was one of them. I mean, like, all of those people are either horrible or they've had something horrible happen to them. That one and the one about the people at the bottom of the ocean that I don't remember the name of um, uh, that made I me wonder, like, it. is there an FBI file on this guy? Oh, there definitely Maybe. is. Well, you know, he got he got in the whole altercation with uh, Border Patrol. Oh, I have no... I mean, I, I try not to know anything about him because <laughs> I, 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 I fear that, that somehow that knowledge thread will lead back to me and uh, I won't be found one day. So yeah, you might. I just, <laughs> God... <laughs> 
He did actually have a pretty serious altercation with. It wasn't Border Patrol. That's that's the old name. It was it was Homeland Security. Oh, I, I think there may have been a minor physical assault. Mm. Anyway. Mm. So have you left? So you did leave a review to that effect on his book. I believe that I and might you're not have concerned that that will lead back to you. That, that yeah, this is now yeah I I, I I left that review in my in my younger and more intemperate <laughs> days, so uh, who knows who knows what 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 may result. We should probably bring our guest in right away, Gary. I'm I'm listening to Besha's uh, description until she got to the bit about the wife defending the honor. I'm thinking, why is she reading John Norman's Gore series? <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Did you even know that name? I—I uh, I mean, look—it's—it's it's been literally a decade since I worked there, so I feel like I can just do this. I so I used to work for the company that makes Second Life, and th- this was ten years ago, right? When you know people were still beating up on furries, and. There were there are a ton of them in Second Life, and we were like, you know what? It's fine. Just let let everybody. It's you know. The, the, but we were we were desperate at the time to make sure that nobody knew that there were Gorians in Second Life. <laughs> hey, it's not like Gorians keep the internet working like furries do. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And for listeners who may not realize, I mean that literally a significant number of people that work in network operations are furries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had them. I mean, they, you know, they, we had some who worked at, uh, yeah. It's, it's surprising that my internet doesn't go down when Anthrocon occurs every year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were, we were desperate that people not know that there were there was there were, like there were active Gorian communities in there doing their their weird ass role play and we were like please God let the press not find out and I I, I think that it never happened I mean because like who it, you would have to then explain the concept and like it, it, anyway um, <laughs> yeah I, I just. just- I'm sorry, I just ended up on the Gorian subculture wiki page, and one of the screenshots is from Second Life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, Fuck. one of the illustrations. Do you know what? We should probably let listeners know what's happening with this podcast. A lot. There's a lot. There's a lot going on, but here's the short version. Over a decade, I built up an unedited archive of ideas 800 strong and still growing, and now my friends get to dig through it to see if there's anything interesting, funny, potentially lucrative, or litigiously high risk in there. If you hear one and you agree it's good, take it and run. I just want credit. And I don't want any photos of your Gorian subculture. (laughs) And I need to apologize because I think I distracted you, John, because I never even said my name. (laughs) Oh, I mean, Hi, I, I'm Gary. <laughs> I think I might have summoned you by name. Uh, you know, it's it's Gary. Gary's back. Gary. Hi. Hi, Gary. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I guess I should have prefaced that story at the beginning with the, the, the idea that an eminent and respected writer of science fiction and fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Thereby eliminating the gore guy from the pool from the get-go. God. I, I... Oh. Fucking hell! All right, <laughs> Gary, John. sir. Yes. What What's the first idea you found in the pile this time? I almost feel bad about this coming behind the whole conversation <laughs> we just set behind us, but 
Mission-capable sex workers should be a thing. <gasps> what? Say that again? Okay, yes. You want the notes? I believe I know what this is, but if there are notes, I, I feel like we should do them honor by reading them just because notes seem so comparatively rare in this spreadsheet. Long-term space missions should just have a pair of hot, smart bisexuals who primarily are aboard to fuck. Fair. Every time the subject of long-term space missions get brought up, something that always happens is somebody inevitably like wants to discuss, like, won't there be some kind of mini-societal breakdown? And, you know, like, they'll all stop talking to each other or whatever, right? But, I mean, the, what if you've got a couple of people who are there to just kind of get down with everybody, and like, there's no territoriality, and we, and, you know, like, everybody's just cool, man. What was that? What if the hot, smart bisexuals are only into each other? Yeah. Well, obviously we'd screen for that. <laughs> oh, and, and also, that's fine. I mean, like, if they want to get down with each other, all of course that's fine. But, you know, there's, there's, they got to save some for the rest of us, too. And by us, I mean the people on the crew, right? I feel like there was a... I read some, some science fiction recently that where, where it was explicitly that they picked the people for this mission for their sexual compatibility with each other and like a lack of inhibitions because it just made it easier to get that out of the way. Was that part of To Be Taught If Fortunate Yes, that's what it is. I was okay. thinking it was either that or it was a, one of Anna, Emma Newman's books. That's totally I mean, what it was. Yeah, because Becky Chambers is a genius. Yeah. But, but I, this is something I've been thinking about for a while and like I, I don't know why it took me so long to log it in the idea file, but yeah. You know, people who are there to be part of the mission and get stuff done, but who also happen to be super hot and slutty. Yeah. But, okay, we're explicitly acknowledging that these are sex workers, right, John? Well, yeah, sure. Okay, so how do we pay them? Yeah. A fair amount. Where's that? Uh, don't, I mean... I mean, this is a long-term space mission, right? So, like, your weekend great times <laughs> well, no. three years? I, 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 astronauts get paid, I'm assuming, right? They have a salary. I mean, I guess as as long as they're being paid the same as the rest of the crew, whatever that is, if that's logins, oh, then yeah, and the the chance to step on a new planet, then that's what it is. Although, in a sense, they would probably have two jobs, right? Like whatever their scientific duty is, and then whatever their you know. So maybe you know what? Honestly, I think we should pay them double. They should be paid double whatever the regular astronauts get. Sold. Hmm? All right. Solved. Excellent. What's I'm next? Besha, and pay sex workers what they're worth. I'm John, and I agree. I'm Gary, and the next idea is oddly related. <laughs> it's a product called Honk If You're Horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I think I remember what this was. Go ahead and read the notes. An app with only one flag. Horny. That causes your phone to emit an intermittent honk only if within 10 feet of another phone with the same app and the horny flag active. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it doesn't send them a discreet message that says someone else within 10 feet has this flag set on their phone. It just goes no. honk. It, it just emits a honking sound from their pocket. And, you, and, and the thing is that it's not a regular interval either. Like, it changes, so you can never anticipate it. And so it's sort of, you, 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 just, you just know that somebody within, within that radius, and then, you know, like, if they leave that radius, then the honking stops. And then, so, yeah, I just think it would be very, very funny. Why? Why I don't like know. This? 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you get to customize the honk? Or are we choosing the honk for maximum embarrassment and <gasps> or third Can it go auga? That's exactly where I was going. Yes. Uh, no, I honestly, I think that the horn is non-customizable, and and I think that it's a reasonably discreet sound, such that like the first time it goes off, you're not even sure you heard it, right? You're like, did you? Did somebody honk? Huh. And then like a few seconds go by, and it's like honk. <laughs> Can we get the the honk sample from the the goose game? Yes. Mm, 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, because here's the thing it's only the honk is only activated when someone else with the same flag on comes within range right so you definitely know that there's somebody else within range well wouldn't is- you know because their phone is also honking Exactly. But but the question is like if the honk is soft and discreet enough and also the interval is non-predictable like there is some element of detective work. So so yes. <laughs> that's That's all. I just I just wanted to see how everybody else thought that might play out. You have to keep that API so locked down. Seriously. I just uh flashed back to the mid-aughts short bus where there's a device called the like Yenta 5000 and when you get close to someone else who has the Yenta 5000 it goes, "Have I got a match for you?" <laughs> and unfortunately it interferes with someone's pacemaker because he has it in his pocket next to his heart. It's, it's a long story. Anyway. <sighs> Wow. <laughs> but maybe you could say that too. If you ignore it for too long, it says, have I got a match for you? <laughs> We're all going to hell. Yep. Yeah. At least, at least we'll all see each other there. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. The company will be good. What's, what's the next idea? The next idea is the John Coin penny press machine. Oh no. Okay. Is there anything in the notes for that one? Nope. Okay. I think I don't know why. I don't know why I. You you've seen these, right? The, oh, the, I love the, penny the, squishers. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm I'm going to throw this out to the world. My favorite penny squisher. If you uh, drive south on I-95, there are two rest stops in Maryland, about five miles and about fifteen miles from the Delaware border. And the second of those rest stops has a penny squisher, where one of the options is Frank Zappa's face. <laughs> In honor of the fact that he was born in Baltimore. Right. Why not? Indeed. I put a penny in that machine. You're damn right I did. Yeah. <laughs> what's the other one? What's the What's the other one? What? I thought you said you had two favorite penny squishers. No, that that's my oh. favorite penny. Yeah. Ah, okay. Very, well, very I mean, good. if you yeah. go to the Museum of Natural History, you can get a T-Rex penny squisher. Nice. Yes. And not nice. just any T-Rex, an old school 1950s upright dinosaur comics T-Rex. <laughs> Teeny tiny arms, T Rex. Teeny tiny arms, upright Godzilla head T Rex. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, th- I think this idea is, is is it's a penny squisher that when you when you, the the thing that comes out the other end is a John coin. Okay. So it's got I think it's got my face on it and a symbol and it purports to be some kind of currency, but I don't know what it's good for. I don't like. I, that's a, that's the part I. That's the part I don't know. <laughs> Is it your face in profile, like you're on actual currency? 
you know what? I honestly think that it's it's a front-on view, and I am just giving you the biggest grin with the, maybe there's a, it also has my my hands giving dual thumbs up on both sides of my smiling face. And yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what John Coyne is. I don't know what its um what its what its true value is. I don't know what it would be exchanged for. I mean, similar to like the the gold coins in John Wick, right? Like we don't know what their actual monetary worth is. We obviously know that they have some currency within the assassin community. Oh, I have no doubt there's a tumbler somewhere that has worked out exactly what they're worth. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah, I, that's also fair. And I have no doubt whatsoever that a John coin is tradable for a gold press latinum, knowing you. <laughs> once yes, once that becomes a stable galactic currency, yes, John coin definitely appears appears on that exchange somewhere. I think it's important that if you have your thumbs up, I'm holding my hands up to my face now. Yes, good. The Green Lantern ring will be visible on the John coin. <laughs> yes, it's critical. Definitely. I mean, if for a bonus, it could be it could, the the picture could be taken now with my you know with my coronavirus hair, which is very for me very long and unkempt. Gary, what what is next? I want to know your thoughts, John, on the convention booth creepometer. <laughs> Ooh, did I put any notes in there? It is a service that notes it can be combined with dummy weapon or cat puppet. <laughs> Which makes me wonder what you were drinking that night, because those words do not make sense together. No. I, I, I do not... What's the name of this thing again? Convention Booth Creep-O-Meter. Is it to warn other people at other booths what a creep this person is? Is it... I think it, it's it's both. It's It's there... Yes, it's. I think it's there for the safety. In, in all cases, I think it's there for the safety of people who are exhibiting at cons. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it, it. Yeah, it has two purposes. One is to warn existing, you know, peop, the people who are at the booth when a known creep approaches. But also, it is there to and, and like there's another like it's got basically like two dials or two surface like there's one two screens right like where one screen is visible to the to the person at the booth but there's also an outward facing screen mm-hmm. such that you know like somebody who's there who's being weird and maybe doesn't realize it is like and and, and it, it like there's an indicator on that that shows them hey 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 uh, that's a line. Yeah, yeah. You're being a creeper. Just stop, stop, stop. Shut up. Shut your face. Because, um, you know, I mean, we, I mean, Gary, you and I have, have worked our, our fair share of convention booths. Basher, have you, do you done table work at, at, at in a convention setting? Not in a fandom sort of setting. Hmm. In, that's fair. In a, uh, in a paper and books sort of setting. Indeed. Indeed. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Gary, you, you, I mean, I'm sure you can speak to this as well. You've seen people come up to, to booths and, and try to talk to people and and be creepy without knowing they were being creepy. And I just feel like there should be an impartial device that's there to let them know that they're fucking up so that they can learn and be better without necessarily having to blame it on the person at the booth, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. It's like a Geiger counter. It's an objective device. Yes. 
can it be turned around because there's a real conversation going on in comics now about pros that are preying on young women at conventions? Oh, dear God, yes. Uh, Could there yes. be a portable creepometer? Mm, mm-hmm, 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 for sure. It just has for to sure. be directional like a Geiger counter. Yes, mm, yes, or like the motion detector in, uh, in Aliens, where it's... <laughs> Multiple signals. Well, if you take it into a lot of comic conventions, it's just going to be it's a going to short right out. Yeah, it's going to be shrieking constantly. But yeah, no, for sure. I I, I just I feel like it it should be available uh, at all levels to all to all potential users. I just I want to see what that what the world that it creates was is like. The world that you create with some of these ideas, John, is a challenging and weird place. <laughs> Fair. <clears throat> How do you square this with honk if you're horny? I because the, pe- the people in. who install that app opt in. <laughs> yes. Do we yes, do we, exactly. do we take that flag being on as waiting towards the creep scale? Uh, yes. Side of the scale. Waiting. Not a, waiting. Not a hundred percent, but it maybe is increasing your creep rating by hmm. by you know three points. Yeah. P- possibly. I think it depends on the setting. Yeah. So these could be complementary products. <laughs> <laughs> the creepometer needs to understand context. Yeah. John, I'm seeing an entire suite of, <laughs> of products that that have interop. <laughs> yeah. This this could this could be an entire line of business. <laughs> the internet of creep. <laughs> God. <laughs> What's next? Uh, I think this is gonna stand in contrast to the creeps. The International Awesome Accreditation Bureau. Ooh, okay. Is there anything in the notes for that? There is not. I I feel like everybody in their life has, you know, at least somewhere between one and ten people that they just feel like are just awesome. And you know, uh, maybe maybe this is like where like you know you you just you it, it's a it's a it's an app of some kind where you you literally just name like. The, the ten or however many right like you don't maybe it doesn't restrict you it's all the people that you think unreservedly are just fucking awesome and if your name shows up on enough people's lists you get a certificate mailed to you <laughs> that just says you're fucking awesome and, and it, it, I mean it doesn't tell you who you know according to who or whatnot but you you just know that you have reached a certain threshold where X number of people just think, you know what, they're awesome. That guy's awesome. Yeah. 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 Right, because that's not a thing that you say about everybody, but it's definitely a thing you say about some people. And maybe those people need to be recognized. And you can say to guests, that's my trophy. I got it for being awesome. <laughs> yeah, ooh, it's, it starts as a certificate. Oh, right. And then maybe every year you get a new one that's fancier. Or, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, that would take resources. I'm not sure who's bankrolling this. I don't know how to monetize it. I don't know if it needs to be monetized. You see, as an accreditation bureau, it almost seems as if it's a service that comes out to re-verify every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm seeing it along the lines of an academic accreditation. Mm-hmm. Oh. You've got to take continuing ed credits. <laughs> these are these are also valid valid implementations and the the thing that that i also thought of because it's the awesome accreditation is i actually have uh, i'm looking at right now a little plexiglass work 
tchotchke that has a nameplate on it that foolishly, when I reached X number of years with my employer, they said, congratulations, you get your little trophy. Go to this site, type in your name, and we just send it to you. And you could type in anything you wanted. Oh, oh good. What so, did you type in? Ten years. October 1st, 2007 is made out to Gary Captain Awesome Terrell. <laughs> And October 1st, 2012, right next to it, 15 years, is made out to the Right Honorable Gary Terrell. Nice. (laughs) It was only because I discovered they had a 35-character limit that I could not put in the most serene, worshipful Gary Terrell. You do not know how long I spent on the Wikipedia page for uh, noble noble styles to come up with (laughs) candidates. See, Gary, this is why you would be on my list. (laughs) So good. That's so good. God damn it. Yes. Uh, I, 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 think, uh, I think a certificate and then, ooh, I, you know, it's both ideas. It's a certificate, but then there's also some kind of reaccreditation. And if you maintain your accreditation for, yeah, something like five to ten years, you get a little tchotchke that you can display. And it's great every time. And the person who, who, the person who does the evaluations kind of wins because they just go hang out with somebody who's awesome for a while. And at the end of it, mm. they're like, yep. You're awesome. Hmm. See you next year. (laughs) Maybe it's like every three years. I don't know Mm -hmm. why I'm deciding to make that a three-year term, but like, I don't think anybody does three-year terms, so I feel like that makes it interesting. Well, it's a prime number. Yeah. See? There we go. (laughs) Or if you trust that they're going to be seriously awesome for the long term, you just treat them like the cicadas and come back every 17 years. (laughs) Whoa. Also a possibility. Who knows? Maybe a mix. Maybe maybe we try it every three years for a while, and if people keep renewing successfully, then we simply lengthen the term. And it maybe who knows? Maybe we will discover the periodicity of awesome. Well, here's another idea. Um, this is the year that I have to uh, recertify as an emergency medical technician for the state of New Jersey. And there is a series of continuing education I have to have done over this period of time and certifications I have to post and have to swear that, yep, I did all this. But there is a random audit of 10% of people recertifying. Mm. So as long as I say, yep, I did all this, they're going to send me the new card, but then they may come back and say, uh, show us the paperwork. Hmm. Okay. Then I like that too. Yeah. Awesome people keep track of their records. (laughs) I like it. I like it. What's, is there anything left? I have one more for you, John. Hell yes. It is a story. Before you ask, there are no notes. (laughs) Fuck. The idea is in all caps and it is merely titled SMASH and grab. Ooh, ooh. It's it's a heist. I think it's a heist movie. <laughs> I think it's a heist movie, but I think it's it's one that doesn't like the whole point of it is that this gang doesn't have complicated plans. <laughs> like there's <laughs> like there's a bank vault, right? And like their whole deal is they just need to find the biggest thing they can get their hands on and like like a like a fucking garbage truck. The whole planning montage is Yeah. Greg is going to smash the window. I'm going to grab it. <laughs> then we're going to run really, really fast. Yes, yes. So we're, you're we're, saying or... it's like a post-it note first draft of a Fast and Furious third act. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but but like but it gets increasingly ridiculous. Like at some point, one of them has to steal a literal wrecking ball <laughs> so that they can like bust into the side of the bank. And you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, maybe we save that for smash and grab two. You know, yeah. two smash, two grab. <laughs> But yeah, I th- I think that's what it is. It's 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 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't that be f- I think it would be a fun premise just just for like just just it by way of contrast, you know? Where it's like, you know what? We actually don't need a complex plan. I just really just... really want that montage to happen. Like yeah, I, totally. I want the like you know cut to him in his suit looking fancy as someone voices over. Then <laughs> yeah. Jeff's gonna pick up the brick and he's gonna put it through the window <laughs> of the bank. Bam! <sighs> God, it The casting will begin just as soon as Hollywood reopens. Yeah. Who do you want for this movie, John? That's the key question. Who who do you think can smash and grab? See, I, th- I feel like we would at first be tempted to go with large people, mm-hmm. but I An obvious choice. I honestly, I, uh, yeah, I I you know weirdly who I think I want in in the lead for this is the guy who who was the guy who played Cassian Andor and Rogue One. Uh, oh, is that Diego Luna? Diego Luna? Yeah. I don't know why him. Oh, especially because you think he's going to be the charmer, and then he just breaks something. <laughs> or honestly, what if you just got Clooney? <laughs> Excuse me, ladies. Well, like, bam. <laughs> that's no. I think that's it. I think that's definitely it. Or do you go completely against type and get Tom Hanks? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh fuck. That's good too. Oh shit. Who do you want to direct this, John? Because you you need a definite directorial vision. If you say Michael Bay, I will punch you. <laughs> no, no, this is definitely a Guy Ritchie joint. I don't know. I, I'm thinking Fincher. I think that Guy Ritchie is still too obvious. I think mm. Edgar Wright. Ooh, mm. that would be fun. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I I don't know re- if I. Mm. Hmm. Go ahead. Have we rehabilitated Woody Allen yet? No. Oh, no. No, he will never. It's not going to happen. I mean, I don't know if I want this idea necessarily elevated, but if there were somebody who I would trust to do it, it would be Ryan Johnson. Hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know if I want this idea to be smarter than it is. This we'll have to leave that up to listeners to decide. I think we'll 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 uh, we'll let them vote with their dollar once when, when when the first movie comes out. You know, in uh, fall of twenty twenty five. Well, if it's Ryan Johnson, I just want him without any explanation and completely different roles to use the entire cast of Knives Out. Yes. Oh God. Oh, I love that. Mm. You can't. That's that is Chef Kiss. God, Gary. I feel so much like my mom. <laughs> oh, I loved Knives Out. Oh, I love them. <laughs> That's a fair reaction, though. It was not even good. how my mom sounds. But <laughs> no, but it makes your mom that much more charming. Exactly. And correct. Yes. That Chris Evans, I just like him in a nice sweater. <laughs> Smashing things and then grabbing them. I mean, yes. Why not? But let, let's see what he's up to. Yeah. Let's get Chris Evans in on it. Totally. Do, 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 do. I think it's now time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guest. Does anybody have anything? 
I actually do have an idea, John. Hell yes. Fuck yes. Do it. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, we got to get haircuts again in New Jersey, but they're being super responsible about it. You have to wait outside. It's appointments only. A lot of extra time for cleaning in between. You have to wear a mask the whole time. And that last one was kind of complicated because they're constantly having to take the mask off your ear and back on the ear. So I'm thinking we need a no-strap mask. But, Ooh. But, but you end up with a lot of complicated solutions with self-adhesive bits on the inside. So what I think in here is you take just one of these homemade masks like people are making with the elastic loops, you cut off the loops, and then you tape it to your face, but the tape doesn't hold to the cloth at all. You get that micropore tape, the stuff they'll peel off relatively easily. It doesn't hold to the cloth at all. I know this because I'm trying to get better seals on my N95s for my EMT work, and you know it just doesn't hold to the outside that great. So what you need is something non-porous. So just, you know, some plastic, some vaguely flexible plastic tabs sewn to the outside of the mask. So you've got a surface for the tape to grab onto. And then the rest of the tape on your face. So you just have something that goes around your mouth. And now there's all the room around the ears that your barber or stylist needs to get you done without having to get anything in their way. I like it. Yeah. Somebody go make that. Enjoy I the money. I can do that. I'll make that. I'll put in an order for three. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I'll experiment with plastic. And also taping things to my face. All in the name of the greater good, Besher. Science. I, I, uh, I support this notion. That's a great idea. Shit. Well, right on. Should we tell everybody where we can be found on the internet? What do you think? I mean, if you're into that, whatever. I suppose we should. <laughs> I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I've got a newsletter that you really don't want to miss. You can find links to all that stuff at flavor.country. Go there now. If you want to read me eviscerating a uh, Nebula Award winner and World Fantasy Award winner and probably, I don't know, something else, uh, I'm on uh, Goodreads as Besha, B-E-S-H-A. <laughs> yeah, I'm still on Twitter, Guy, F-L-E-E-N-G-U-Y. Wait, this book won the fucking Campbell Award? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And the world. But what the fuck? <sighs> I'm not supposed to look at Wikipedia while I'm trying to talk. <laughs> if you haven't already, go ahead and give the show a five thingy rating in whatever podcatcher you're using to listen. And if you feel like being extra amazing, leave us a nice review. It would help us out a lot. If you've done that already, why not tell a friend about us the next time someone asks you what you've been listening to? Thanks, and remember, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. And I want to cut. Do-do. Do-do.